Overtime with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Steve Hoversall. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Warm welcome along to the show. A little bit later than normal as starting. Nine minutes past five. Uh, no lowy as it says on the tin. Uh, but we've got a very uh, strong replacement in the studio tonight. Uh, it's a tough substitution. One that'll make a mark, particularly on this show. <laughs> the and Blues will be happy anyway. <laughs> Quayley's joined us. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm well. How are you? Lovely. Nice Good. to have you in as well, and Sangi's here, so uh, we, we've got enough to get through the hour before All in the Game starts with uh, with Neil Atkinson. And uh, look, there's loads going on in the news today, I don't really want to touch on all that, I just want to reflect on the weekend's action and what our teams are up to, and particularly I want to start with Everton, because the back pages of the papers do like a picture of Ross Barkley today. Uh, don't bank on Barkley, says the Daily Express, Martinez warns his star won't be ready for Rio, which is interesting. He wants the best of him during the Premier League season. Uh, whilst, what's that? Is that the Daily Mail? There's a picture of Barkley looking like he's he's gunning down Arsenal. Uh, oh, no, it's De La Feu. Sorry about that. I thought that was uh, Barkley. Uh, but in some of the other papers, they really are hyping up the boy. I thought he was outstanding. You two watched the, watched the game yeah, yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Best player on the pitch for me. We talked about him in, in previous weeks. But the, the, the silly thing that stuck out to me, but it just stated so much about him. Afterwards, Jeff Shreves went to interview him. And he said, it's your first TV interview. And I thought, everyone thinks this lad's a superstar. And he's never done a TV interview. And yeah. it sort of says where he is in his career. We treat him as if he's one of the, the Premier League's best. Mm. And that was his first TV interview. I mean, it, phenomenal performances that he's putting in for the Blues at the moment. 100% agree, Stephen. And that's the thing, is that yeah, <clears throat> we're too quick, particularly when we get a homegrown English talent and a, and a World Cup looming or a major tournament looming. We're too quick to, to give people all the hype you know we build them up and then if they don't quite reach the, the skyscraper levels that they've shown in, in various games we're all too quick to kick them in, in the nuts mm. and, and bring them down and that can't be right for a 20 year old lad you know he's a kid really wet behind the ears still but showing immense promise and let's let's remember that it's just still immense promise if the kid doesn't keep the great attitude that he's shown to get him where he is today guess what you can quickly fall from the mountaintop very, very quickly fall. So I just hope he's got the right people around him. I hope he's got the right influence at the club in terms of the senior players. And he keeps his head in the in the game. If he does, the kid could be whatever he wants to be because he's physically special. He's not a Deo Lefeu who's physically not brilliant, albeit immensely talented. He's got the lot, Ross Barkley. So I just hope and pray he keeps that mentality, keeps that real fighting desire to be brilliant. And he could be a star at the World Cup. I know what Roberto Martins is saying, but this kid could absolutely be a star at the World Cup and a real threat. He's something England have lacked, I think. I, I think um, touching on the, the reason you, you, we haven't heard so much of him or from him, so to speak, you know, Everton have got a good track record, really, of the last few years of bringing young players through, making sure that they're grounded, making sure that they keep their you know the head sort of yeah. uh, away from being too much in the clouds and and in fairness sort of a little sort of counterpunch punch for Moyes and what's been a bad week sort oh, of with, yeah. with relations from Everton so to <laughs> say, you know he, he, he had a he had a big part in in sort of taking that approach with him but on the same time at the same time I think from what we've seen so far Martinez has thought well you know I'm going to take yes now and I'm, I'm going to let him flourish you know I think Moyes was a little bit more cautious with him especially last season yeah. you know he kind of put him on a bit of a chain and didn't allow him to sort of play regular games and maybe that 12 months is a big difference you know I, I actually saw the game last season where he, where he was on loan at Sheffield Wednesday and he played Nottingham Forest away in November and uh, he, he wasn't 
pulling up any trees from his performance. But they're learning curves, and that's going out and getting so you've experience got to go and not them playing clearly. well. Yeah, you know, instead of sort of being in Everton's mm. reserves or the mm. under-21s and going through, yeah. to be fair, Moyes put him on that path. Yeah. And <clears throat> Everton are benefiting from that. But I think you, from what you see from the outside with Martinez, there couldn't be a better manager. Not just for Everton, you know, for many clubs must be looking a little bit enviously now and thinking, you know, he has a formula, he's got a blueprint and he's got such a strong mm. character that he can put this on a team and, and he can, you know, go out and perform in a certain manner. And yeah. it's exciting, really. Well, we touched on it last week. I, I said, Roberto Martinez's demeanour as a man is conducive to a young player's learning, mm. a young, uh, conducive to a young player getting his chance, being reassured and being energised to play from... Whereas a David Moyes, mm. who's a little bit terse, a little bit tense, a little bit... You, know, you can see he's got that sort of... He's got a bit of a rollicking in mm. David Moyes. Yeah. Um, that, to me, for a young <laughs> player, sees this... Mm. Legend, that's legendary status that's been bestowed on Moyes. He sees mm. that and he thinks, well, oh, flipping heck, if I come in and have a bit of a clanger, mm. he's going to be on my case. Mm. Whereas I think with the Roberto Martinez, he'd treat it differently. He'd say, chance to learn. Mm. Mistakes are a chance to learn. Mm. Here's what you did wrong. Here's what you're going to do differently next time. Blah, blah, blah. Not an issue. Well, it's, that, except for, I, I except really for Rooney, that. who were the youngsters who Moyes brought through? <laughs> except for Rooney. Well, he. he he brought Maybe Rodwell, I mean, you know, Rodwell at one stage looked right. like he was going straight to the top, um, and it didn't really happen. I know he, he went out and bought Baines, but he, he's helped Baines all the way in the early days. People mm. were asking why he wasn't playing him sooner than he did. Um, but, you know, I think he helped him. I think he helped, although we're not dealing with youngsters per se, you, you got Jagielka kind of under the radar. Um, I wouldn't call Tim Cahill a youngster, but he, he got these younger players uh, at the time and, and, and allowed them. To sort of but they're probably, yeah. they're probably emotionally ready for it, but whereas I look the at ranks, yeah, Dale Lefeu yeah. and Barkley, and I'm thinking, at 20, I could barely decide what, what shirt I was buying in the, in the well, shop. Rooney's, Rooney's a genius. Rooney would, get, would have got into any team at 16, 17 in the country. That's you why know, I think you need a very have. special manager to manage well, young I, I players. Think, exactly. I think the, the players so that I don't go count through, him. The players that go through to the top, the likes of Rooney, the likes of Dale Lefeu and the likes of Barkley. And I was listening to Guillaume Balaguer talking about Messi, and he put a good point across. He said you're dealing with these sorts of superstars who develop to become superstars. He said they've been preparing for it since the age of 12. He said when Messi was 12, he said I want to win the Ballon d'Or. He said now that sounds like a crazy thing for a 12 year old to sort of envisage and to, to try to. But it's like you don't entertain failure, and and it tends to be that the lads that go through to the top will be psychologically that little bit tougher or that little bit more direct, that tunnel vision, if you like. It's the and same thing that Tiger Woods did from when he was absolutely a nipper. You do not entertain failure. His dad said you're you going to be the very <clears throat> pinnacle. Absolutely. And, they, and, and I believe Thierry Henry, when Thierry Henry was born, his dad held him up and said you're going to be a world champion. And apparently Thierry Henry doesn't like that. <laughs> but, yeah. it, but it was true and it happened. So, you know, sometimes I think um, if, you, if you take everything into the mix and you can look a little bit fearful at, at certain occasions in life, that can, that can help hold you back. Talking about managers, Roberto Martinez looks like he has no fear mm. and he's dreaming of succeeding and he's dreaming of success. Moyes was a little bit more pragmatic. He, he wants to almost grind results well, out. Well, he talked about reality a lot, Quayley, and, and uh, when, when we're just living in a world that's just reality, you know, oh, this is what it is. To me, reality is mediocre. It's just, mm. it's the norm. It was inspired mm. by that. I love Tottenham's logo, Dare to Dream. Mm. Phenomenal logo. And, mm. and players will be pulled along on the wave of Martinez's aspirations, his dreams, you know, wherever he wants to go. Mm. And, and the, the psychology behind what, what he's doing with, say, Ross Barkley is, is dead, dead easy for me. When you give a player... Like like the, like his Tiger Woods' his dad gave him. When you give a player an achievement, or when you give them a goal, 
and nothing else it, it, it is good enough for us. We want to get there. And we know we put in belief and faith in you to get there. Kids are eager to achieve that. If you say to them, listen, if I get four or five games out of you this season, maybe nick a goal playing in, in, the, mm. in the League Cup, that'll do me. Well, guess what? The kid's going to achieve that and no more because that's, that's the goal you've set him. But I think Roberto Martinez behind the scenes is saying to him, if my sources are right, you will be a superstar but we're going to manage it right, we're going to set your goals and aspirations at the right times, and you're going to be allowed to make mistakes. It, it, it's and that, so, that's massive it, for a young player. It's, it's so difficult in life. You'd always, you want to keep what's going on. What's happening now at Everton is you want to maintain that, and it's it's about managing expectations, I suppose. It's about the pressure will grow now. Maybe there'll be a different pressure mm. out there for Barkley, and, it, mm. and it's about how it gets managed. And I think Martinez is in, so he seems capable, and he seems intelligent enough that you know he's going to help him along the way. I think he'll do... Well, see, if you're a player in Everton squad and you hear your manager, manager's gone by, say, well, I'll be buzzing when we get to 42 points. Well, that's what Moyes did last season. Yeah, I'm thinking, as a player, I'm thinking, well, how much do you rate me then? You know, if, if I hear my manager going, listen, I know how hard we work, I know how great these boys are, and I know when we click we're going to be pushing for Europe, I know they're that good, I'm thinking, do you know what, Gaffer, I'm not going to let you down, mate, I'm going to be first in tomorrow morning, I'll mm. tell you what, I'm on that, I'm with you. That's Martinez, Martinez brings that. David Moyes didn't bring that, it was dour, it was, you know, all, you know, quash expectations it, it, of the fans. It's looking like... Don't dare to dream, It's you know? looking like, despite stabilising us, you actually possibly, even himself, sort of started to limit the idea of where, he, where Everton could go. I don't think he possibly appreciated just what a good side he had yeah. by the time he left. I think you just created a new club badge there. Uh, the on. David Moyes badge, don't dare to dream. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, that, is, that what you, dream. is that what you were saying? Stop dreaming. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, there's a really good piece in the Telegraph today. It's talking about Barkley and uh, it's just talking about who he could be like. There's barely an expert in the British game who's not predicting a fine career for him. Uh, Roberto Martinez described him as a blend of Michael Ballack and Paul Gascoigne. Uh, he's a mix of Wayne Rooney and Stephen Gerrard. Uh, marauder. Uh, and not a marauder. This may sound overstated, but we're talking about how he's going to be handled in the future. Uh, and it goes on to just talk about a, a question of how you mix experience, maturity, youth, blah, blah, blah. What players would you describe him as a as a mix of? Gaz is a good one for me. I've, I've seen, you know, in the modern game, because Gaz have played in a different era and the game has changed. Um, it's a lot more mm. athletic and, it, and it's very, very, very mm. quick. It's picked up. But I do see instances where you think, oh, that reminds me of Paul Gascoigne. You know, yeah. no, but Gascoigne was a, a more of a ball player in terms yeah, of he wasn't as athletic. He wasn't, tricks. yeah. But Barkley, what Barkley is. Number 10. Gaz had a ridiculous turn of pace, though. Don't forget, people. People look. It was at his a change shape. of pace. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't pace like, per se. Yeah, well, it, yeah, over distance, he would slow it you down. He'd suck you in, and then he'd, he'd burst. Um, I think with the he was even it was ball manipulation. I don't know whether Barkley's ball manipulation is at that level. It's, it's not very good, good. It's but not I don't good. know. But I don't think the game allows it. It's that quick that you don't get that little bit of extra time that Gaz mm. had to manipulate mm. the ball. But but going from where Everton are at the moment, from being a good footballing side to keep the ball, what? What Barkley allows Everton to do is he can break the midfield line and he gets at the back four. He's pacey, he's direct as well. And I'm, I think in the next dozen games, you're going to see another level up. I think you're going to see Barkley and you're going to come away and say, he's just played the perfect game. Every decision he made was right. Every time he, he, you know, he looked to pass, he got it right. Every time he took up, got, went to beat a man, he did so. The perfect game will be coming, and it'll happen more often as well. But within the next 12 games, I think he'll he'll raise his game. He did. That's an interesting point you made there. I saw there was a couple of passes that went awry from him yesterday, and I talked to to the, to the lads I look after, and I say, you know, different levels of the game. But I'll say, well, listen, have a game where you don't give the ball away, where you know where where you have a game where you get two but, shots a half, 
you know, with the shot with the shot you've got, I, I'll give you a, a great case in point. Max Power at Tramia, a phenomenal shot on him, both feet, an absolute hammer. And I say to him, get two or three shots a half if you can. But but by the way, good decisions. Mm. And if you do, you'll score one. And if you can be a midfielder who can go and score one every two games, say you're going to finish the, the season with 14, 15 goals. You're absolute gold, then. That's that's um, the only part that's letting Barkley down. If you're nitpicking a little bit now, it's his decision making. It's, e- it's easy for us amateurs sitting yeah, in the stand, yeah. so to speak, where we can say, "Oh, he didn't do this, or he should have done that." But I think that's coming. I think the games that he's getting. And Martin has touched on it. He said, "We need another 50 starts before we can really t- decide where he's going." Yeah. yeah. Well, good old Andy King said to me years ago, "When you've played 50, st- when you've had 50 starts for your club." That's an indicator, a big indicator that you're right for that level. Mm. If somebody's putting that faith in you, you're right for that level. So 50 starts, I think you're going to see a top a top player in Ross Barkley. Final one on Ross then, uh, just talking about the England squad. I think we all agree he, he'll be on the plane and, yeah, and he'll 100%. go. But will he become a, a Theo Walcott when he travelled with sort of little use or, or impact? Mm. Because he's working around Gerrard, Carrick, Wilshire. If you take mm. yesterday in isolation, he's ahead of Wilshire for me, and 100%. he brings more. He brings more options as a footballer. You know, he, his pace breaking the line from midfield to to, to attack a back four. Like he's not just yesterday, we've seen it in, in other games. It's created so many options as an attacking team. So he's ahead of that. He's, he's different to Carrick. He's probably Gerrard's getting a little bit different as well. But obviously, he's going to go. He's going to play. And I think uh, whether that you could mix him in there with possibly the two of them, I haven't sat and thought long and hard enough about it. But for me, he'll, uh, he won't be a Walcott. Walcott didn't and still doesn't offer you enough in terms of of, of the options that he. So to, to be in the modern game, it's not enough to be rapid anymore. I mm. think you've got to have talent as well, mm. or, or a semblance of talent. And I'm not sure Walcott's the most talented kid in the world. Okay, 22 minutes past uh, five o'clock. Listen to extra time. Back in a moment. This is extra time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back, 27 minutes past uh, five. Hope your Monday has been okay. We've got Mark Quayle, ex-40 uh, Pro in the studio, alongside him, Neil Sang, myself, Steve Hoversall. Before we get on to Liverpool, just a, a reflection on, on Everton's uh, showing at Arsenal. I, I thought they were really unlucky not to win the game. They very nearly lost it in the last mm. kick of the game. Well, what a terrific battle plan Roberto put out there. I thought it was an immense performance. It, for me, it had everything. It was, um, dare to say it, a little bit Bayern Munich-esque. A, a great mix. <laughs> no, I, I no mean, that, that is a it, phrase. Listen, it's, dare it's, to it's, say it. That was Sangi, so you get that as a quote. Listen, <laughs> listen it, it had the perfect mix of pace, power, fitness, togetherness, you know, shape, ability, attack and threat. The big one for me there is is, is the shape, what you've just touched on there. When, when Everton have got the ball early on the season, you know, they were finding their feet a bit. They were looking to see what was going to develop, how we can create chances, and they struggled a little bit. They mm. couldn't, you know, they kept clean sheets. They were scores of scoring goals. But yesterday, when we, whenever we get the ball, and they were also highlighting it on the on the, the TV screens about you know uh, Pinar coming into little gaps, Barkley, you know the distances. You, you know these are things that will be getting ironed out on the training ground. And Everton shape when they've got the ball. Is, it was just it was well, to fluid, pass Arsenal off fluid the park is the best way in, to in the, describe you know, it. On, it the, on the home pitch was was immense for me. And as, but as I said, the, the thing I loved is we talked about David Moyes would probably rather draw nil nil than win five four. That would never mm. happen with him. Mm. 
Roberto Martinez is the 5-4 man. Mm. And I love the fact that loads of times in the game, Oviedo's crossing at one side, Seamus Coleman's on the mm. corner of the box, f- far post. Mm. He's waiting for any flick- flick-ons or anything coming out, anything a little bit deep. And they've got that now, that where they can go and express themselves. They've got, you know, uh, Gareth Barry does a great job in there. McCarthy does a great job in there sitting as well to protect any danger but or whatever you- else. But they've got that little bit of... A marauding style now, where they say, "Go and get players up, up in the final third, and let's attack and let's get at them." You're dealing with uh, a player in, in Coleman who psychologically looks like he's gone up three or four levels since last season for me. You know, he sort he of looks adequate. really like, comfortable now. The, honestly, the, and you know, look, listen to the language that Martinez uses in in interviews. He talks about arrogance. He, you know, in the yeah. right way. He yeah. likes and, that word. And he likes that word. And yeah. diamond. But, but the players obviously <laughs> like it. You know, and it's and it's and it's, it's not just uh, lip service to to the press and the media. It, it's it, there's messages coming across on a daily basis, and you're seeing young players here developing and 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 being so confident to uh, to play their football. Yeah, he wants them to play. Taking away the fear. He? Yeah. He's taking away the fear, and that's yeah. a, a top level sportsman. Anyone to get up to the top level, mm. you've got to take away the fear factor. If you're frightened of what might happen, then it will happen. Whereas if you you know you dream about expressing yourself about the victories that can come from that ultimately you will you'll get the, you get on the right path here's an interesting tactical analysis Everton are the third team to outpass Arsenal at the Emirates this season after Tottenham and Southampton they both lost Everton mm. drew Everton passed the ball 515 times Arsenal 403 uh, but probably more impressive 56% possession mm. Mm. to, uh, to Arsenal. Everton yeah, yeah. 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 Well, unbelievable yeah. again as I said as Quayle just said there the, you've got to be able you, you've, you, you need to feel the faith of your manager to go out and express yeah. so I, you know yeah. the, the players that, that I've represented over the years Lee Trundle springs to mind where if you told Lee Trundle to go out and do a job and what one of his managers told him to go and man mark Jonathan Greenan in the championship game which I, I that mm. beggars belief for me. Mm-hmm. If you say to Lee Trundle, Lee, go out and win us the game, go and be yourself and go and win us this game, mm. his confidence grew, his chest out, and he's like, do you know what? I love that responsibility. He's basically saying, you need to be creative, final third, do what you need to do, go and get us a goal, get shots off, get, you know, take people on, use your tricks, use your ability, bring others into play, and you'll win us the game. You need to hear that. And as, as Quayley said, if someone's like, don't lose the ball, you say to a young kid, don't spill your tea. Your cup of tea, he's going to spill it. If you say, good lad, crack on, go and put that over there for me, he's going to go and do it. And you give that little bit of confidence, don't you? Same thing with footballers. Treat them, <laughs> treat them like young kids is probably I, what I'm saying. I think as it? well, <laughs> on, on top of everything else, which is which is vital, obviously, is, is the framework tactically that he's putting in place. That's, mm. get, that's allowing them the freedom to play that the way they are. And also, if you're looking for, you know, the evidence of, of listen, I'm the new manager and this is what I want you to do, this will work. They've gone to Old Trafford on Wednesday and won. They've mm. gone to the Emirates now, played Arsenal and come away with a draw. They now understand that he is true to his word yeah. and the confidence that they're going to get from him. It, you know, it's it's going to be exciting times. But if you look at the stats that you're saying, if you can, if, if Arsenal would have scored after five minutes and Everton would have had more possession, you could say, well, yeah, Arsenal sort of sat back or, you know, that that's what can happen. But it took them 80-odd minutes to score and Everton still had the most most possession. So that tells you from a balanced performance of nil-nil, you know, it was, it's even more impressive to, to have more possession against Arsenal I'd say Okay, blue hats off is a, is a red one for you both and of course interestingly Everton could have some sort of influence in the, in the destination of the Premier League title putting mm. performances Most like definitely. that in yeah. against those sides mm. Will Liverpool uh, look at Liverpool's month ahead they've got three very tough away fixtures Spurs Man City Chelsea are they equipped? Squad wise no 
No, I think the, I think Liverpool at the moment rely defensively. Uh, you can see a little bit of frailty there. Um, and I think well, defensively, it's just not been sorted out, has it? I mean, not been sorted they're out. winning games, but they are conceding. And, well, and there's no, but Steve. There's been no consistency. They've chopped and changed. You know, you're reliant on. You know, if we let three in, Suarez will score four. Sturridge will get his which he does. Which he mm. does. Well, I was going to say not not you, that you, I want to sort of kiss the death Liverpool, but I'd say they're definitely equipped because because of him. Just quite simply, if he's on the field, anything can happen for a positive outcome for Liverpool. But so you can't build a quick. title challenge on one player. Well, no, but the, you, you you're know, saying they're a one-man if you, team, if Mark. You, <laughs> but what oh, a man! Yeah. But what a man! You know what well, I mean? I've got to say, before he's a superman. You know, imagine well, if you said that well, to Brendan, he'd be no, mortified, yeah, wouldn't no, he? No, well, no, I'm, I'm not. No, Suarez, I'm not saying Sturridge that at all. Was doing the biz, so you could argue, what well, was he with your one-man team? No, listen, they've got lots of good players. All also, I'm saying is, he's got a good manager, and he does yeah. when he sets them up right. Liverpool's games that they've lost this season, the formations changed, and they've, they've set up differently. You know, sometimes we've been through injuries, but but mostly when they set up the way he wants to set up. It works, you know, and, and I think it went for his favour when the derby came round that Sturridge had played 90 minutes because it allowed him the decision to say, you're on the bench. And I think he'd had a wonderful night's sleep the night before knowing that he could turn around and drop Sturridge for the derby match. Because had he gone with two forwards in that game, I think Everton would have controlled the midfield. And as it transpired, it, it worked for them on, on that particular day. Obviously, what a great match it was. So I think if you're looking at the game by game, Liverpool are definitely equipped to... It wouldn't surprise you if they won these games, but I think the question comes because there's that nagging doubt, thinking, you know, well, Gerard's picked up a little bit of an injury because obviously, you know, Suarez, as good as he is, he's backed up by Gerard, and if, if one's not performing, you know, the other one probably will tend to. So if he drops out... I don't think the squad's strong enough for me. I think there's players to maintain that, it. that you have to... If you're one of the players in the team, you have to look around the park and see other players that inspire you. We talk about, yeah. you know, mm. who have the arrogance. I agree. And I think Gerard, whether he's playing well or not, the rest of the team need to know that he's on the pitch. They need to look over and go, ah, oh, Stephen Gerrard. So yeah. if you're away at Spurs, you're away at Man City, you're away at Chelsea, and he's not mm. going to play in those games. Mm. All right, the, the Suarez factor still exists. Mm. But you do sort of think, well, you know, where's where's the depth? There's, there's clearly quality across mm. the group, but how good is that quality? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you, you look at the attacking threat, Coutinho, Moses, um, you know, what are we saying in terms of goals there, Steve? This this is the, this is the whole point. When your defence is as, as frail as it is at the minute, I mean, it seems to lack consistency, continuity. He's... You know, constantly changing personnel, mm. so there's no there's no sort of run of form for any players. They don't know from one week to the next what what what's going on, um, and I don't think they've got enough of an attacking threat. Other than so, if Suarez doesn't score. Who else does? That's my point. Well, that who the, else? That's does? the question. It's up to the players to answer that question. And, and what I mean by that is when the when you've got someone who gets it, like Evan just had an injury, Alviedo comes in, plays well. You talk, touched on Moses. Moses is not playing well. When he's getting his minutes at the moment, he's not having a positive impact for Liverpool. So that'll be the question for Liverpool. Will the players that come in for the tired players or the injured players, or even if it's a tactical one, can they step up and perform? Because they've done well so far. They're sitting second. So, you know, we're nearly halfway through the season. But I think the question is, is the next next couple of games is going to be tough away from home, especially with their top. And you know what I think as well, Steve? I think the, the next three games, I said that the big away games that they've got there, as, as you've quite rightly said, Tottenham, Man City and, and Chelsea, I think is key, by the way, to, to whether Brendan Rodgers gets a transfer kitty or not. And when I say a transfer kitty, I don't mean 10 million quid or, or 15 million quid, not a transfer kitty. Kitty. I'm talking 30, 40 million quid, which is a proper kitty. I think it's key that if they suddenly start 
sh- suddenly show that they can't compete and they sort of drift to fourth, fifth, sixth in the table, God forbid, because it's quite tight in the top six or seven. If they do that, I think that really alters is what goes on in January. But if he's still second and maybe nudging for top, come January the 1st, even come the middle of January when there's still that second two weeks of the window, I think you'll see a few quid lumped on that. Because I think the owners crave that success as well. And I think if they do it, the business-wise, commercially, goes through the roof for Liverpool. They get back in the Champions League where they've had to take that off their budget the, uh, for the last hour of many years. It just all of a sudden opens up a new dawn it'll of be riches, doesn't it? It'll be interesting to see that. That's the question. Are they going to risk it all? Will they? Um, yeah. You know, because it's going to be a big But I'd love to see it, quite. That's mm. what I'm saying. I'd love, to, I'd love to see whether the owners will rise to the challenge. If Brendan Rodgers can say, I, listen, I, I, I we're second think, or we're nudging I, I, I don't think on. I don't think they will, personally. I don't you think. Don't, well, don't I, I think there's, there's two factors to consider. I'm not sure they will. I, I, think, I hope they do, but I'm not I think the environment at the moment is is one of... um, People have a little bit of a tighter pair string right now. Mm. And I think that, that tends to be the philosophy. But also... Talking about a team that are sitting second, they're not a million miles away. I don't think they're 30 or 40 million pounds worth of investments away. So, you know, I'm not trying to say they're going to try and do it on the cheap. You've got to balance your risk of spending 40 million and not possibly getting in the Champions League and, and then having possibly a fire sale in the summer. But. It's still going to be exciting. I mean, that's the beauty it of the is, league it, right now. Go from right the way to exactly, top to bottom. Exactly. You know. I, I hope that that Liverpool spend money. I, I hope that Everton spend money. What we want is we want a, a, a reincarnation of the of the eighties, mm. don't we? The the, the the early to mid eighties where Merseyside dominated. Will it happen in the next ten or fifteen years? I don't know. What I do know is though, if there's not no investments, it won't happen. Mm. But, so. Take into account that you're in a great position at the moment and back your managers to kick on and have a little go. And then if it doesn't work, hey, no mm. problem at all. OK, we're going to have a short break. We've often been criticised on this show for uh, apparently having uh, red-tinted glasses, but Richie <laughs> says, didn't know the blue room was on, lads. <laughs> uh, it's Quayley's in Yeah, uh, Guinea says... Uh, <laughs> busy, in <laughs> en- Enough of the Everton, Sangi. We're second in the table. And uh, what else have we got? Oh, just a few more people following us there, but enjoying the show. We'll continue with the debate in a moment. I'd be interested to know whether... Uh, and I know he was only having a little bit of a, a rise stab, but Quayley's saying that maybe Suarez was the difference. Uh, if Everton didn't have Lukaku. Uh, Liverpool didn't have Suarez. Would both teams suffer? We'll, we'll ask the lads in a minute. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Oh, we were having a good off-air debate then. Can't can't tell you about it. Uh, Dave on Twitter, all top teams are built around two or three players who prove to be match winners, uh, i.e. Baines or Lukaku for Everton, Suarez or Sturridge uh, for Liverpool. Uh, Richie's saying, uh, Sangi, I think FSG will throw loads of cash for two players in January if we're still top four. The first one there from from Dave about all top teams built around two or three players. He, he might have a point there. And I was, I was talking before the break, Lukaku, Suarez, t- take either of them out. You know, where do the teams go for their, their goals? I think that's a fair point, yeah. I think if you look at all the great teams, you'd probably isolate two or three, or, you know, certainly... Uh, United, Rooney, Rooney Van Persie, yeah. what, what yeah. are they yeah. after that? Henry, when, after when, that. when Arsenal were really bombing along, you know, Henry, my you, you could go right through the team, sometimes Arsenal were built around 11, I think, at some stage. Yeah, they were but, fantastic, uh, weren't they? Bear yeah. camp and the like. But you, there was always standout, especially the Man United team over the last few years have been built with sort of what you'd call perfunctory players in certain positions, and then... You know, the icing on the cake, Rooney, Van Persie, gigs when he was younger, obviously, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, Mr Spitting Venom has tweeted <laughs> us to say... Oh, uh, well, this might not be good. No, it's all right, <laughs> I'll see. It's, it's a fairly <laughs> concise tweet here. Don't think Liverpool are strong enough to stay in the top four by January. Hate being negative about it. It's, it's the big question mark, isn't it? The month is massive 
for Liverpool. Yeah. Whichever way you look at it. Because we talked about, do they have an influence on other teams uh, winning the Premier League? They have a huge influence on the, on themselves. I'm, Are they realistic I'm contenders not, in any I'm, way? I'm not massively familiar now with, with Liverpool's uh, recent uh, fixture list, but I think what's been really positive for Everton is the teams that they've played. And now Liverpool are going to be coming up against similar sort of opposition on a regular basis, mm. and that's what's going to sort mm. of give you more of an indication of where they're at possibly in that. Well, the, I haven't got the exact stat, but I think if I could find it, I think they've played five of the bottom eight teams in the Premier League at home. So they've, nice. got, they've got a brilliant home record, haven't they? Let mm. me just find... Uh, Who's that Liverpool, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. So Palace, uh, West Ham, Fulham, West Bromwich, Albion, Norwich. Yeah. So they've played a majority of those teams yeah. that are yeah. down there, which of course influences your season and in previous seasons was a sticking point mm. for Liverpool mm. uh, yeah well, listen again you get, you come into more or less the, let's call it the halfway point I know you know there's four or five games to go on and you know what a lot could change like you say the league's that close that it could they could drop or they could they could kick on but you know up till now they're sitting second and they've done what they've had to do but I think there will be questions asked of them by, uh, by the likes of Spurs on Sunday coming up and now having Gerard out as well is, is an added blow really and well how, how much of a blow I, I mean do, does Joe Allen just step in Allen Lucas is that the the immediate replacement the long term month see what what you what you're saying about Steve uh, Steven Gerrard is is uh, when, when I was used to do, or these seasons gone by doing deals for for players to go to clubs they go what you do when you were you were doing a client's deal Steve you talk about the personnel and the player would focus on well he's there and so on so there and he's a good player and this and that and the other and what you what you're looking at there is Exactly what Liverpool's players will do as well. What does Steven Gerrard give us? They'll be looking around and and with respect to Alan and, and Lucas Leiva and Jordan Henderson, if you're Luis Suarez, you'd rather see Steven Gerrard. It's Gerrard in replace in replacements for any of those three. But but with Steven Gerrard, what he brings is he brings leadership, leadership mm. by example. He brings a ton of different things. He brings experience. He'll bring a calm influence. He'll bring also he'll bring desire. And that's, that shifts people on. And it's different if a Joe Allen gets onto Henderson's case and says, hey, any chance of you closing him down there? It's totally different if Steven Gerrard says it to him. And that's the thing is that little bit of an influence can raise a performance by 10 15%, which sometimes is enough at that elite level to get you all three points. So he's, he's going to be a massive blow. And, 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 of course, they haven't got a character anymore. The next big character, really, is Suarez. You know, he's got enough to think about with trying to win games on his own without being captain. He's not fluent in English yet. Does he? Does he have the same sort of um, benefit when it's all on him? So he's now now is he captain? Is he as well? You know, what's going to go on there? Even a Pepe Reina, who's been a star, Wars, no longer there. Which leaders? You know, which player is going to lead that squad? Is the worry that it's, I would it's have? It's starting to look a bit bleak here. I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't want no, to sort no, of look just, like I was kicking a boot into listen, the Reds, I, I, but I, I would. I don't think they're looking forward to the, the coming up, the months that are coming up, and I think. You know, from my point of view, if you're going to start to look at it and think, listen, we're going to struggle here, we're going to, I think you've got to, the manager's got to look tactically at it because he, he got found out a little bit when he went to Arsenal and he played the two forwards and he shouldn't have done. You shouldn't have, that was nailed on that that was going to cause problems. Uh, so we've got to go and say, well, we've got. Gerard out. Um, we, the personnel aren't maybe at the level that we want to be yet. Mm. So we're going to grind this out, or we're going to make it difficult. And you know, we've got this pace to counter attack. Um, and interestingly enough, Moses probably would would, would suit a counter attack style. Mm. Out and out counter attack, where you just get him to sit in. He's got he has got legs, um, but you know that's the answer to manage him. Whether he's uh, con well, not confidence enough. I think the difficulty of when you when you're doing well in the league, and your results have been going well. You want to keep this attack and football. You want to keep the free. You want to keep the 
flair players on the pitch, which is probably what happened at Arsenal mm. in reality. And he probably, but he should have seen how it developed, and he should have changed. They should have been, you know, strong enough to say this isn't happening. We're going to get beat here, and I'm, and I'm going to change it. Do you know one of the surprises for me, Steve, was when you're looking at, uh, you know, we see goals from midfield of gold, um, and and one of the surprises for me is John Joe Shelby moving for eight million. I have to say, was a surprise because mm. he was still a really young player. If you're going to get eight million for a midfielder, it should have been Joe Allen going back. In my opinion, it's only my personal opinion because Joe Allen's never going to give you a goal. He's a fantastic, neat and tidy footballer. He'll knit things together. You know, he's, he's a great lad. He's a fantastic pro. All these sorts of things. You know, we understand that. Um, but John Joe Shelby's got that goal in him. He's got that bit of something different in him. You know, he'll he'll turn and shoot from 40 yards. He'll try and catch a goal uh, unawares. He's got that little bit of something different. And I think now when you look... If you you know would John Joe Shelby now be reveling in a role? Whereas Jordan Henderson maybe would do the revert back and do the Joe Allen role if Joe Allen wasn't in the squad. He could do that because look, Jordan Henderson had another chance on Saturday. Comes in right hand corner of the box, drags his shot badly wide. John Joe Shelby might score there. So little you know little decisions like that. I think you've got to look longer term because Gerrard was never going to be the the attacking midfielder. He was always going to revert, revert back to a defensive midfield role. In, in hindsight, I wonder whether Rodgers ruse that decision now. Because Shelby's looked a player, by the way, for a for a mid-table team at best, doesn't he? These are the and questions that will get asked if, if the results start to, to take a negative um, route. Then these are the questions that will get asked. And the pressure starts to build. I think as well, some players find uh, find it tough to play their football at Liverpool or Everton. Uh, yeah, and, and, and yeah. I think Shelby was yeah. one of them. I think Allen's another. I think Moses very think definitely the, has been sort of the feeling like he's got a big Shelby. cloud on his yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's certain players who can't cope with the expectation and don't realise it's there until they play at the football club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And either yeah. of the football clubs. Fellaini's playing like that at Man United, but he has got a big cloud on his head. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what about the the league situation? as a whole Jose Mourinho says Chelsea can't win the Premier League uh, because Abramovich <laughs> won't buy him a new goal scorer Chelsea are now five points behind Arsenal uh, Mourinho says it's impossible for him to compete with his free scoring title rivals uh, whilst Manchester United are they 12 points behind or something like that and 10 points off the bottom at the same time 13 points behind Arsenal and 14 points above Sunderland ok so have United got a vague outside chance and, no uh, chance, and but if, anyway. if not <laughs> is, is Mourinho playing a few mind games yeah. And, and yeah, who's the actual favourite now in all like, of it? Yes, yeah, most psychology. definitely. It, it, you know, it's a message to Abramovich, that, isn't it? Mm. Oh, we've got no chance we've got a football. Well, last time I looked, Roman Abramovich stumped up, albeit on a free transfer, stumped up mega wages to give him Samuel Eto'o. So there's a forward. It hasn't mm. quite worked. You could have kept Lukaku. They can't take Lukaku back, can they? No, no that's, that's not in the... Well, right. I, listen, the, the, my, in, what, what you do on a loan, Steve, it's called a temporary transfer. You can put a clause in a temporary transfer contract on... Uh, uh, you know, just about anything. So there could be a, a call back mm. in there. Evan might have then have said, well, listen, if we're paying you a loan fee and all of his wages, which they will, we want him for a minimum of three months, six months, whatever it may be. There might be a clause in there, but again, there might not be so. But Lukaku, Mourinho had the chance to keep him then. He's let him go to Evan. But so, something smelly's gone on there, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you just heard the quote from Mourinho yeah, saying... He's, yeah, this is trying to... Send a message, isn't he, without coming out and saying <laughs> yeah. it? I don't know what games he's, he's playing. It's all good fun. He got him. Kevin De Bruyne, 16 million quid. He got Andre Scherler for 14, 15, 16 million quid. He's definitely, he's uh, definitely feeling some kind of pressure, Mourinho. I know he's the, he's the master of historically. He likes to play psychological games, and he 
in a, in a lot of ways, he likes to take the pressure of a team. This might be his way of saying, oh, we're not going to win the title. He's Let's five go out and play. points behind. He, you know, who's he yeah, kidding? He's, there's he's, 23 games he, left. Yeah. Who is he so kidding? We, they but can't but he won't be happy with, with what's going on because no. you know, to, to be up at Stoke 1-0 and, and you know usually at least clear, uh, close the game out and then to sort of get back at 2-2. Relatively quickly yeah. from going behind you, and you know, but that was a, that was a wonder strike. And I, I didn't see the whole game, but uh, I, I, I'm assuming I Stoke did quite well from some of the reports that I've read. Well, why wasn't Asadi doing that for us? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, you know, who knows what? And this is the thing: the, 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 no one will ever really know. I, I think the get lad, him back. yeah, well, Brendan Rodgers, <laughs> can, can you get him back? Yeah. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers and and Asadi himself probably don't know why he didn't do it for Liverpool. But but the beauty the beauty of it all is, Steve, we now know it's in his locker. Every football fan has seen it in his locker, so mm. uh, there's a little bit of inspiration there that if the kid comes back, people will be remembering this wonder goal and thinking, well, go on then. Go and do it for Liverpool. Go and see what you've got. Can you do it? It's in his locker. It's getting it out. And, and, that, that, might be and a point, just... that might be the point that Steve made earlier about, you know, why can't these players play well when they're at a big club? And I think there is, there's too many of them now for it not to be a factor, at least for some of them. You know, for, for certain, some of them, the likes of Shelby, I actually personally believe Liverpool was the wrong time in his career, and I think he he may come back to a top-level club. No disrespect mm. to Swans, who, who, who may well end up being a top-level club in the future. Yeah, he's a talented player, As isn't he? I've not seen enough of, but again, you see something like that the week, weekend, and you think, wow, that was... That it's was special. More than I think there, there's players who are mentally adjusted to, to actually coping with everything. And interesting, we go back to Ross Barkley, we started the show yeah. with. Yeah. It doesn't look faced no, by, by any no, of it currently. It, it's it's a it's a fine line, and psychologically, the the, the top players they don't entertain failure, and all they're seeing is is the success that they want. Okay, we'll finish with goal of the season so far. I think this has probably been one of the best seasons for goals, oh. hasn't it? Asides <laughs> was an absolute. That was Whopper. a belter, yeah. yeah. Uh, that Fulham lad on the volley, I can't even remember his name now, but oh, he's, yeah, got and, a, uh, he's got a corker. What, what's the um, best goal Kasami. you guys have seen? Kasami. Kasami. Yeah, Kasami. Yeah. What's the best one you've seen the, this season? For me, Suarez Tell is, me why. Suarez is um, third uh, the other week uh, the, against the, Norwich. The one where he chipped it around flicks, Leroy Flicks it over fair and then goes... Makes a dummy aim, Yeah, Ryan he? Bennett, he, he, he goes to, as if he's going to go past Ryan Bennett. Bennett drops off, and then just to steady himself on half volley, that with the precision, precision was, for, for me, absolutely... had everything. That was fantastic. Absolutely for me, phenomenal. For me, the uh, Kasami one, I can't, can't be beat. The run that he makes, like, at the, Martin Yell's interview afterwards, and I'd picked up on it watching the replay, he doesn't just make a little ghostly run into it, he's sprinting 40 oh, he's yards. Spr- no, he hits it on he's the sprinting, sprint. And yeah. he chests it on the sprint, <laughs> and in the second movement volleys it, and it's, it's complete movement, complete control. So... Yeah, that was, that's the one for me. And he'll never do it again, will he? <laughs> will he? Yes, no, yes, no, so never. far. No, no. no. That I, was I, the highlight for him. Then. I do like the Wilshire goal. Uh, only a team goal, yeah, the isn't team it? Goal was, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Completely team goals are different, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's loads of, you know, the loads of, as, a, as team goals the way, goal, that's up there, The weird occasions, as good, as good as Everton were yesterday, there were Best occasions, it Baines us too, uh, I couldn't really uh, separate them, West Ham, when he scored the two free oh, kicks. Of course, for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Everton have, have scored some good goals as well. And yet, uh, Luis Suarez, 25-yard free kick's just taken <laughs> for, for, just gran- for granted It's like a penalty, like David Beckham, you like a 10. That's such a so brilliant um, example of technique, that one. 
that yeah, you could look at it and watch it and go, everything is so far out, but it comes with so pay. And the keeper's got a long way for it to watch it. That you Baines think you might has get got there. a great free kick technique, by the way. If you watch him, he wraps his foot round it, but when he gets to the ball, because people are doing this Ronaldo, David Luiz one where they're like the Drogba one where they sort of side foot it with pace and it bobs mm. and dips all over the show. Baines is the traditional whip and dip. Mm. And if you watch his technique, it's fantastic. I was rewinding it for ages in the two free kicks he scored against West Ham, showing the kids, saying, watch the way he just jabs it. He just goes, boom, it's like a little stub. He jabs it and the whip and pace and power he gets on it is phenomenal. I think he's probably got the best free kick technique out of all. Maybe just even Pip Suarez in terms of his technique. I think it's mm. flawless. Mm. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, sorry if we didn't get your mentions on air, but thanks for listening to us over the last hour. Mark Quayle. Cheers, uh, Steve. Neil Sang. Cheers, Steve. Uh, all you. in the game is next. Uh, Dave Downey's back from his Vegas... Uh, uh, well, hot-footing it from <laughs> Vegas here. Didn't come back with much, uh, I don't believe. And uh, Neil Atkinson <laughs> will be in the hot seat, so stay tuned for those chaps next. Extra time on City Talk 105.9.